0: You're listening to The Zeitgeist, a podcast focused on Germany, the United States, and the transatlantic relationship. Join us as we discuss economics, politics, security, and more. I'm Jeff Rafke, president of the American Institute for Contemporary German Studies at Johns Hopkins University. We held a conference here recently at AICGS focused on the experiences of Muslim women in Germany and in the United States. As it turns out, it was one of those Washington snow days, so today's discussion was recorded on my iPhone. Apologies for audio quality and background noise. One of the major themes was the role of Islam in Germany, the acceptance of migrants in German society, and the identity conflicts that arise in migrant communities living in Germany, which doesn't have the American tradition of seeing itself as a nation of immigrants. Muslims have lived in Germany in significant numbers for decades. In 1961, the Federal Republic concluded an agreement with Turkey that would ultimately bring nearly a million Turkish workers to Germany by 1973. The relationship of these migrants to broader German society changed. Many of those who came to work, put down roots, formed families, and have been in Germany for three or four generations. The then president of Germany, CDU politician Christian Wolff, addressed this reality in 2010, when he reflected on the country's growing diversity 20 years after the 1990 reunification of the country. He highlighted the Christian and the Jewish heritage of Germany, and also, Der
1: Islam gehört inzwischen auch zu Deutschland.
0: meaning that Islam also is part of Germany. Wolf called for a new understanding that belonging to Germany cannot be reduced to your passport, a family history, or a religious belief. This broader concept of belonging in German society came under criticism, especially after the migration crisis that peaked in 2015, and after terrorist attacks in Germany and elsewhere in Europe were connected to Islamic extremism. In 2018, the conservative interior minister, Horst Seehofer, rejected Christian Wolf's formulation, saying, no, Islam does not belong to Germany. Germany was shaped by Christianity. Chancellor Merkel soon thereafter offered her view Inzwischen leben 4 Millionen Muslime in Deutschland und sie üben hier auch ihre Religion aus und diese Muslime gehören auch zu Deutschland und genauso gehört ihre Re- Religion damit zu Deutschland, also auch der Islam. Her point was that 4 million Muslims live in Germany and practice their religion. So naturally Islam is a part of Germany. What is the state of interfaith dialogue in Germany? How successful has the integration of migrants been? And what challenges remain for Muslims in German society? Join me and AICGS senior fellow Lily Gardner-Feldman as we talk with Pinar Chetin, the chairperson of the German Islam Academy, about Islam in Germany, and in particular, the role of Muslim women, the similarities and differences in Germany and in the United States. Today I'm here with senior fellow Lily Gardner Feldman from AICGS, and we have a special guest uh, with us, Pinar Chettin, who is the co-founder of the German Islam Academy, uh, and we've just finished a full-day uh, seminar on the experiences of Muslim women in Germany and the United States. And uh, so we're delighted to have the opportunity to talk a little bit with you about uh, your observations and, and your impressions. Um, uh, one of the things we covered was the economic situation of Muslim women and, and the effects of economic factors on integration, for example. We also talked about the effects of social media and the internet on the way our societies deal with complex um, uh, challenges uh, today. And we also talked about women in Muslim organizations, and that's uh, why we were so happy to have uh, Pinar with us. Uh, and And so if I could start you know, you have a long experience of working in, in Muslim affairs and also, also in interfaith dialogue. And you were the co-founder of the German Islam Academy just a few years ago. Uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about the purpose and the focus uh, of the Academy?
1: Um, um, since 9 uh, we decided to make something better in the society. We want to um, take part on the society and bring Muslims and mon- non-Muslims together to put aside prejudices and to make a better a tolerance um, society to live together. And we started with um, meetings in the mosque, Muslims and non-Muslims. And we uh, guided them in the mosque. Mostly we guided uh, school classes. The classes were um, basically uh, German, and um, there were a lot of Muslim pupils in the classes, but the teachers don't even know nothing about their um, pupils. Mm -hmm. And it was a chance for us, um, and also a challenge to bring them more together, to to know about uh, themselves, and um, to make um, trust between the teacher and the pupil, and um, so we, ca- we could um, see all over the years that that is very important to speak about religion, to speak about background, about origins, uh, about rules. So we saw that this is very um, good to to to, can- to have room for speak, mm-hmm. and so we m- make uh, made more and more activities in the mosque. We make uh, something like talk show rounds. Mm -hmm. We invited politicians, uh, academics, non academics, and bring them together whole years and 15 years. It was very good and very interesting activity in the mosque, till the hierarchies um, forbid us to make more than this. Okay. Um, Yes.
0: And so that's why you founded the yes. academy, to continue uh, that work continue in a different organization.
1: And to be more interba- independent. In the mosque, we had always our uh, barriers and always our uh, hierarchies. We had to ask the, uh, the, the heads and the chiefs. And now we are independent and we can do what we are able to do and what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And that is um, important for us.
0: Well, that's exciting. Uh, as well. Yes, it um, is. Do, do, you, do you feel in the first few years you're making progress in that direction, able to do more um, uh, in in bringing people together? Do you see the impact of your work?
1: Yes, we, we see the impact, but also we see the challenges. We have no money, no room. Uh, before we had uh, the uh, mosque, the, the, there's a big architecture. It is a sightseeing for Berlin. Everyone comes automatically in the mosque. Mm-hmm. And now we have the challenge to invite persons and say, come and speak with us, come and hear uh, our voice. And uh, there's our challenges. We have to fight or mm-hmm. yes, we have to win.
0: <laughs> yes. OK, I understand. Um, can I ask you, Pinar, uh, you, we've spent the whole day listening to experiences of, of Muslim women from the United States, from Germany, from different uh, walks of life. Uh, did it leave you with any um, particular impressions, anything unexpected you heard today?
1: And uh, Today and yesterday, I heard so many Muslim women uh, who are here in America only a few years, and they can so normally say that they are American. Mm-hmm. And I am in the third generation in Germany. My children are in the fourth generation. And when I ask them, what you are feeling? Are you German or Turkish? My children say they are Turkish. And this is very interesting, when I uh, hear this woman here in the uh, in this conference today, I, I, um, I have so often um, thought about this. Why it is so different and so difficult to say I'm German in Germany, in the fourth generation. I have to say to my children, you are not Turkish only. You can have um, Turkish rules and you can speak Turkish, but you are also German. They have very difficulties to accept that they are German. And um, I, for myself, had also identity conflicts uh, in my youth, very hard conflicts. And now I think um, through the, my education and my academic biology, uh, biography, I can say um, it's uh, enrichment to have Turkish, Muslim and German identities. But that costs me a lot of time to accept this or to, to see this, that, that there's an enrichment, to accept that this is a ador- disadvantage. Because the German majority or the politic always ask you, are you Turkish or are you German? And when you say, I'm German, then they say, no, you aren't. And when you say, I'm, G- I'm German, then they say, N- no, you aren't. You are Turkish. When I say, I'm Turkish, no, you aren't. You live here in Germany. You are German. You cannot make it easy or make it right for the person you are uh, talking with. Mm-hmm. And you've suggested one major difference about identity between Germany and the US for the Muslim women. Can you also indicate to us what you have learned about the similarities between Muslim women in the two countries? Um, I could see that we have the same uh, challenges. And we have the same uh, fights <laughs> to to break our barriers among our uh, own community, the Muslim community, and the majority community. We have always to fight for our independence, financially or social. The traditions that make that has barriers, and we, the, the American woman, also, um, and the German Muslim woman. We have to fight for that, what we are wish to do or what we are, um, yes, what we are born to yeah. <laughs> for. Um, it's not so easy for both women, I can see. And, uh, but I see also that in both uh, s- s- countries, the women are able and they are, they have the wish to make something different. They don't sit at home in front of the TV and say, oh, it's not my problem. They put the problem, and they are searching to solve the problem. And uh, that is what I see today, and that is what I take with me to Germany as a motivation to make more and more, I think, yes.
0: One of the things you mentioned today that I found uh, interesting and perhaps important for people to keep in mind is that the Muslim community in Germany is not homogenous.
1: Yes.
0: Um, could you say a little bit about the the composition and how the how the different um, uh, backgrounds mm-hmm. uh, also um, play a role mm-hmm. in in the Muslim uh, community in Germany, in particular for women?
1: Often the um, background uh, can say a lot about her uh, today situation. When she is Turkish origin then often she is a child from a guest worker f- family and when she is palestinian or lebanese then often she is a refugee uh, or um, yes a refugee who has to fight for her residence st- uh, status and when she are uh, when she is from iran then she has other um, problems she wants to make a good education in germany and often they they make a good education and they are doctors and lawyers and uh, something like this we have so many different communities we have black African Indian Pakistani women and uh, but we have the problem that the older generation is always in their own community they are not so opened the Turkish women are among Turkish women the Arabic women are among Arabic women but it is changing in the new generation the new generation after my generation they uh, understand themselves as German Muslims, and they don't like this Turkish mosque, Pakistani mosque, or uh, um, uh, Arabic mosque. They want to have one mosque for for, uh, Berlin youth. Mm -hmm. You you understand? understand. And because of this, I think our academy is very important. Because we say our academy is not Turkish or German or um, something like this. It's for, for everybody in Berlin in Germany who wants to make something uh, with religious uh, motivation for all people, so we can bring them together. And that's what the uh, youth is um, needs today, that they can feel at home when they are in uh, among themselves in this academy. Do you also have participants from the Balkans? Because Germany did take yes. in a lot of refugees from the Balkan Wars? Mm, We have in Berlin a Bosnian mosque and Albanian mosque. And um, they are uh, similar like the Turkish community, um, often um, only among them, their own community. But even in their uh, community, the young persons don't like this very traditional community and they are searching for other communities so the academy is also an answer for their for for this uh, young people and we have uh, one or two uh, bosnian girls in our um, group in, in in our youth and i think it will be more and more after years we are uh, founded uh, one year ago official and two years ago we um, began, began began to make the academy, and we are at the beginning. Although we had so many experiences, fifteen years in the mosque, now we have to begin on zero. Uh,
0: you know, one of the themes that went throughout the day today was entrepreneurship, not just in mm-hmm. an economic sense, but the the idea of of people taking the initiative to to address. Um, circumstances that affect them. Perhaps it's to change perceptions uh, in the society at large, or to project a voice mm-hmm. that represents um, Muslim women. Um, you know, th- how do you see the engagement of of Muslim women in Germany changing? Do you see an increasing tendency towards civic engagement, and mm-hmm. and what form does it take?
1: Uh, yes, I see uh, very big uh, civic engagement. Um, We have so many women in Muslim uh, organizations and mosque mosque organizations the last year, years ago, but they feel that they come to their limits in these mosques. Because I see that many women who were active in the uh, mosque communities um, feel barriers because the men dominate, is hard sometimes. They have their own rules. We have our own rules. We we want to open the mosques for uh, youth programs, for uh, society programs, and often the men uh, men in the mosque they want to pray and go home. Mm-hmm. Um, they they don't want to have so much program and activities, so. Many women said, okay, I made my experiences here, and now I will found my own organization. Outside of the mosque? Outside of the mosque, yes. Um, They have uh, civic uh, organizations, and they uh, have uh, NGOs, very good NGOs. Also, they have uh, NGOs to uh, found and um, support other women to um, develop their competences. And um, they will be independent, and I think these women will be very, very successful in in the future. The Muslim women in Germany are um, networked together in a group uh, named called Alliance of Muslim Women, Aktionsbündnis um, and we know each other. We are connected only on email, but uh, sometimes we come together and we speak about what we can do in future together and i think these alliances um, has um, a chance in future
0: you referred earlier to the question of of identity uh, among among the young generation mm-hmm. do you see yourself as german or do you see yourself as something else and we we talked today about some public opinion research that has been done that shows an increasing tendency among young Germans of Turkish origin, mm-hmm. to identify with Turkey mm-hmm. um, and not with Germany. H- how do you, where where do you see the origin of that? And, and does it cause you concern, or do you think that's a natural uh, phenomenon? Uh,
1: we have both. We have um, young Turkish Muslims uh, in the third, fourth generation uh, who says um, that they are uh, German, or German and Turkish, and we have a growing up nationalism among Turkish community, Um, and that has two uh, reasons. One reason is the discrimination they every day uh, have in school or in in their uh, work, uh, in their business, and the other reason is that um, Turkey is more, self-confident as the past years Um, my mom and her mom when they come to Germany they had nobody no politician who cares for them and uh, this is the first time that a president care about the Turkish community in Germany
0: you mean President Erdogan yes
1: and Um, he was um, the photograph with the soccer players (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yes something like this that was, that, that was very important of, yes for, um, of the closeness between yes especially for young persons yes mm-hmm. they they see this uh soccer player as an idol and then they see the president with this idol together and they say oh there is somebody who cares for us mm-hmm. it's it's very difficult when you have identity conflicts and there is someone who says you are something special and I am your president then it is interesting for this uh, young persons and when in the same time in Germany we are discussing about is Islam a part of Germany or not then you can imagine what is in the feeling of these uh, of these young persons they say okay when nobody accept me here and there is a president who cares for me then I'm Turkish Mm -hmm. that's clear but I think that's something like a Fashion, like a trend, that mm, it's only politics. When you ask, "Do you want to live in uh, uh, live in Turkey? Are you sure that this is your president and this is your country? What do you know about Turkish history?" Then you will see they know nothing, and they n- know inside their uh, heart that they are not Turkish enough,
0: mm-hmm. and and that their home. Is in Their in, homes in Germany. In Germany. Yes. yes. Um, you know, I, I wanted um, to come back to something you mentioned in your remarks uh, today. You talked about uh, the conflicts of identity, and you used the phrase "broken relationships" yes. that characterize uh, the experience of of many uh, people of Turkish origin in Germany. Mm. And and I found that uh, compelling. And mm. it's also it explains in some ways exactly this feature that you were describing. Mm-hmm. But can you talk a little bit more about mm-hmm. what you mean by these broken relationships and conflicts of identity?
1: I know so many people who lived a, a part of their uh, life in Germany, the other part in Turkey, then come back to Germany, then uh, go back to Turkey, and they are so torn because they never know where are they belonging to it's Turkey or Germany, and not only the country, they are also uh, thrown uh, by their families, separated by their families. Um, Most of them had never uh, uh, the experience to go to school at first time with the father or with the mother they grow up in turkey then the parents see oh it's not a, it's a never ending story we cannot save money so quickly we have to be with our children so they hold back their children to germany and you have so many stories like this
0: and that's if i could interrupt S- stories where where children are sent back to turkey to live with grandparents perhaps or an extended family because um it was it, it was impossible to care for them in not Germany only the, and then back and forth
1: the the parents they wanted that their, their wish were that they go also back one time when they have enough money yes that was the idea my father and my mother also had they said when we have money then we go back to turkey and because of this it's not uh, important that our children are here in Germany. They can integrate in Turkey, speak Turkish, and go in Turkish school. Because in a few years, we will also go back. But these dreams never fulfilled. Materialized. Yes. Yes. Materialized, yeah. yes. And I know from my father that he stay yet now, has this broken heart because uh, it, he's now nearly 60 years old and he could not go back and uh, now his father is dead his mother is dead and it's a unfulfilled uh, dream um, uh, that they come together that the, as, as a family and uh, i know that he um, is very sad because of their parents that they had not the time to be together
0: And the lives are sort of incomplete on both sides. It's not a complete life in Turkey, nor is it a complete one Mm. with an entire family in Germany.
1: And uh, I had not so much experience of the separatings, but you can feel the the feelings of your father. That is like genetic. (laughs) You can um, feel these uh, dreams, never ending stories uh, to come together. Um yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, also. Yeah. No, it, it's a, it's a it, it is a it is a really touching um yes, a, a, story but not not a, not a happy one. And but I think that that uh, that idea of of a trauma that has affected yes. many people um is important also uh to to And and, right. and,
1: and I uh, know Many, many, many families like this and many stories, many traumas like this. Uh, I, the, the father for my best friend says, um, when I die before I can go back to Turkey, please write on my gravestone uh, that I could never be in touch or never be together with my family. And, and I die in, separated from my country, from my family, from my big dream. And that is uh, very touching.
0: I'd like to give you the last word, uh, Pinar. Uh, Any other uh, thoughts that you take away? um, Anything that strikes you uh, about the experiences uh, that we've been discussing today or your observations uh, Mm -hmm. uh, of similarities or differences between Muslim women in the United States and Germany?
1: Mm, One thing I uh, learned today um, also is that uh, the Internet is a big chance. a a big uh, opportunity to make things better uh, or to change things. I saw this uh, by uh, Amani and Sufaina, and uh, the internet, the social media is a power you can use and you can change things. You can um, amaze uh, many uh, people. That is something I have to to learn for my own business, I think. Uh, and it is a very big chance to uh, to stay in, in contact and in touch with other persons to uh, have a better network. And I see this on the examples today that I have to use internet more than I do it now. And it could be a... Mm, more chance to make things better and yes, uh, this is a uh, second thing what uh, I will take to to Germany, um, because um, I underestimate um the power or the opportunity from social media. I think, um, also for our academy we have not so much social media and so. If so much uh, um, pictures on Instagram and uh, stuff like this. But we have to do this, I think. Um, And we can do this. And we have a very good and young um, group in the academy who support the academy, who is very interested, very engaged. And um, I think we can change a, a lot of things in Germany. Maybe we can influence the German-Islam conference, maybe we can influence politics, we can make uh, new opinions in, in Germany. I hope so, with the academy, that we will be very successful.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank you for spending so much time with us here today and for sharing your insights and uh, and telling us about your engagement. Um, it's been a real pleasure for us. Uh, so Pinar, and nice thank you for being with us. And on behalf of uh, Lily Gardner-Feldman and myself, thank you for joining us on The Zeitgeist, and we look forward to being with you next time. Thanks for listening to The Zeitgeist from the American Institute for Contemporary German Studies. Be sure to check AICGS.org slash podcast for notes from today's episode. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, please leave a review. Send us your feedback by email to info at AICGS.org or catch us on Twitter and Facebook, at AICGS, and Instagram, at AICGSDC. Auf Hern.